0: Okay, so
1: I'm just going to go full screen, and then hopefully, you I know, mean, it'll be all right. Okay, so we're live-ish. I mean, I'm not really live, but I'm just going to put this out as it is. No edits, because we don't have time. Things are too
0: yeah, too good. stressful.
1: <laughs> but yeah, man, like, do you want to just, should we go over where we're at right now? With yeah. the...
0: So just to so let you know, my name is Ryan Hartwig. Um, I went public four months ago as a whistleblower at Facebook. And um, I, I formed a nonprofit corporation last month, the, the Hartwig Foundation for Free Speech. Um, so I, the last four months I've been doing interviews internationally, talking about censorship and internet censorship and what Facebook and Twitter do. Um, so yeah, but today we're, I'm talking with here with Josh Hamilton. We're going to talk about um, the elections. So yesterday was the U.S. presidential election. And it's been nuts. I'm running on three hours of sleep. So we're just going to kind of go over some of the basics, where we're at, where we stand right now.
1: Yeah, man. I, I mean, it should be should be interesting. Let's just take a quick look at um, where we're at with, the, with what's been called so far. So Michigan are currently report yeah. saying they've got 90% of estimated votes reporting and it's sitting 49.3 to 49.1 Biden to Trump. Yep. Wisconsin. Biden is sitting at 49.5 with 97% reporting that's a 0.7% lead and Pennsylvania a, Trump has a 9 point lead with 76% mm-hmm. reporting. Um those are basically I, as far as I can tell the three states that matter at this point. It looks yeah. like Nevada is going to go Biden and Arizona as well where you're at. So yeah. It should be it should be an interesting uh call to see where see what happens with those swing states but uh, honestly last night when we started i was just sitting there thinking no it's gonna be it's gonna be like a biden washout i had i'd said for basically the last year that i thought trump was gonna win and then about two weeks ago i started looking at the polling and going there's no like they were talking about a seven eight nine ten point polling gap and i was like look as much as i think it could you know, you, there's, there's margin of error in the polls, but even then, a couple of points less than that. Like, there's still basically no path to victory for Trump in the electoral college unless his votes were literally like stacked up in the perfect places. But as soon as, as soon as the votes started coming in last night, I was just like, no, it can't, he can't do it. <laughs> I was, I was, I'd watched, um, some stuff from, from Ben Shapiro yesterday afternoon about, uh, how Poland had closed in the swing states. And that made yeah. me think maybe it was going to be a bit tighter than we thought. But I didn't think that I'd be sat here this morning being like, we are so close to, to, to Trump actually winning again. I mean, like, w- what does that say about, about how bad a candidate Biden, Biden really was? Like, cause they just went hell for leather against, everything Donald Trump said or did for four years, for better or worse, you know, however much you believe he's, he's yeah. good or bad in in whatever way. You know, like, how, how, What's that say about Joe Biden?
0: I know, I know. Like I, a lot of people are going into it. I mean, well, first of all, first of all, Josh, the pollsters, everyone who's a pollster should lose their job. I mean, like, let's be honest. Um, but I love this, and I'll share this thing with you later, but this great guy, the company called Wick. If you, if you search like wickmedium.com, uh, David Burrell, the CEO of, of Wick, he's, he's not a polling company. They just do like data analytics, <clears throat> and they released their article just the other day, like the day before the election, saying, "Hey, this is why the pollsters got it wrong." But yeah, I mean, up up to the election, I and mean, we we had well, we had COVID, so like COVID changed everything about this race because the big in in, the, in these exit polls. Sorry, if I'm kind of rambling. In the exit polls yesterday, the biggest issue was not. Covid, Covid was like third, the third most important issue, and the economy was still number the number one issue for the exit poll. So people still, despite the Covid, people still see that the economy is uh, you know bouncing back a little bit, and um and they realize that hey, Trump did a really good job, you know, before Covid. But yeah, Biden's a horrible candidate. Like he's just, I don't know how he's winning as much as he is right now. Like he's, he, you could basically take like a, you could take a cardboard cutout and put his his face there and like he'd still win votes surprisingly. Yeah. I mean, to me, that's not
1: that surprising when you, when you really think about um, just how
0: much. Yeah. Well, I did, I just got off a live interview just like just literally a few minutes ago in Brazil, I was doing an interview in Portuguese with a guy with 15,000 live viewers on his YouTube <laughs> and like Brazil concerned. I mean, the whole world is watching this election. So it's, it's huge. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I mean, one of the things that I find, yeah, we were talking about Joe Biden there, but uh, something I noticed over the last month or two is just that anyone that came out and and even attempted to to critique him as a can- candidate just seemed to get shut down. Like I know yeah. Joe Rogan, for example, was getting a lot of shit for for even like pointing out the the problems with Joe Biden's age, and mm-hmm. um, then like it's is absolutely shocking. The thing that, that got me was Glenn Greenwald, like the guy who broke the Edward Snowden oh, yeah, story. Yeah. He resigned from the Intercept because they wouldn't let him critique Joe Biden. Like that, that, he, that was literally his explanation. This, he said that they were trying to like push him on on not critiquing Joe Biden, and he's resigned his position. Like it's one of like the the journalists with some some of the most integrity that you're ever gonna find. Like the guy who helped like bring Edward Snowden's story uh, story out, and and he was just 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 saying he's not that great a candidate, and and editors were uh, at the Intercept were saying no, you know you can't say that. Like uh, there was part of me watching last night being like this this kind of serves them right, yeah, <laughs>
0: you know, yeah, and uh, I mean you to mention Glenn Greenwald, he's kind of a big deal in Brazil. I think he has some connection to Brazil. He lives That's in funny Brazil. I have, like. He, yeah, he lives in Brazil. And I have like 20,000 like 20, fans on my Twitter from Brazil, and they all hate his guts. But I think he was right in in this regard. Um, I mean, the fact that you have someone like Greenwald who's resigning over it, that, that says a lot. It says that the censorship is real. Like, what the hell is happening? You can't criticize a, a candidate for a president? And then what gets me is like, you know, we had this legal – we had these documents that were legally obtained that showed the hunter Biden laptops mm-hmm. so we had these documents legally obtained and they got censored by Twitter but just a few you know weeks or months earlier a month earlier we had the, the Trump tax returns which were revealed illegally against the law and like Trump and Twitter you know pushed those all around so that uh, double standards is interesting
1: yeah, I mean the double standards just sort of keep popping up and I can't, I can't help but feel that there's a real reckoning coming probably in the next year or two with, with social media platforms in terms of like what can and and can't be said. We talked about this like on our, on our last podcast when, when I had um, yourself and and Zach McElroy on. And, and I really think that, that even since that, that conversation, like only a few months ago, things have really ramped up in, in terms of, how much censorship or attempted censorship there seems to be. Um, Like, for example, Facebook. And now this isn't exactly a bad move in my mind, because it proves that Facebook could regulate content if they wanted to. But they basically said that we're going to stop any sort of advertising that declares the victor of this election before it comes out. And, and and i find th- i find, yeah. I find they, that
0: they stopped they stopped political ads any kind of political ads like the week out from the election i'm like that is that's bullshit like let's just be honest like mm. i mean uh, like- I, I don't agree i mean th- maybe there's just place for it but like all that it, it, whatever it is. i know it's propaganda like on either side there's propaganda right mm. political propaganda but like and i don't know how you guys do in the uk but uh, but you know, and I'll mention the Google lawsuit in a second, but you want to finish on that, on that? Yeah. Well, I subject?
1: was, I was I, like, honestly, I, I, uh, with my book coming out in, in February, one of the points and cases I'm going to be making is, is probably to do exactly what Facebook did except across all social media platforms. I, I feel like in maybe the month, two months leading up to the election, we should not be allowed to pay for political advertising online. And it's in the UK we 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 don't even have um, television political advertising. Um, we decided that that was not a good thing, and that people should be forced to go through either the press or just through word of mouth. I think essentially was was the point of that. And okay. and I I kind of get that. You know, I I feel like honestly the the most ideal situation for me would be if if you said okay, Facebook, Twitter. Everyone, you cannot regulate your content. You cannot tell people what to say and not say, but they Mm -hmm. can't pay for political advertising because that's it's a whole different form of 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 freedom of speech. I think anyway, because yeah,
0: that's a good point. And here in the U.S., I think we had—I forget the name of the court, Supreme Court case—but here in the U.S., essentially, corporations have freedom of speech rights now. mm -hmm. It's uh, Um, Citizens United. That's not going away. Yes, this is United. So that's not going away anytime soon for us, but. I think you make a good point there um, with regards to, you know, f- Facebook and, and everyone ramping it up. They are. And in mid October, about 30 to 40 huge conservative or right leaning YouTube channels in, in the U S were just deleted went from one day to the next. Reading. So myself. Yeah. So like a uh, SGT report X 22 were two of the bigger ones. SGT report has like 500,000 and then just boom, vanished from one day to the next. So, Myself and Zach Voorhees, the Google whistleblower, who if you if you ever want, want to have him on, we um, yeah, had Zach Voorhees and I. We organized a fundraiser and we raised one hundred thirty thousand dollars for a lawsuit in California that's going to go through the courts. We had our first hearing this past Tuesday, and it's funny because in the I, I I listened to some of the the hearing and basically like the judge refuses to look at the content. She's like, I don't need to know what the content was that got deleted. And the plaintiffs, the YouTube channels, were like, well, like, YouTube, why did you delete, delete our channels? Like, tell us why, like, what content was violating. Because there's six years of content, and YouTube refused, and then um, then the judge refused to even look at the content. And they're like, okay, well, let's argue the contract. So why did you sever the, you know, our, our attorney was basically like, well, why did you sever the agreement with these, uh, these YouTube channels? They're like, oh, we didn't. Anyways, so... I have an analysis of it. I'll give it to you later. But basically, I mean, it's going to go to another court and another court. Hopefully they'll end up at the Supreme court, but I mean, we got to fight back because yeah, they've really, this last couple of weeks, I really think just to kind of summarize what's happening. It's a big tech coup and Facebook and, and Twitter, they know there's going to be a Trump wins again. There's going to be a lot of legal hurdles coming The where way fines the FCC agit pie is going to maybe take action Section two is going to be reinterpreted, so I think they see the writing on the wall, and that's why they're pushing for Biden because they know if Trump wins, it's basically game over for their run of yeah for their uh, tyranny.
1: Mm. I mean, I guess there's 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 kind of like an odd contradiction in what might happen with with um, say Trump wins here because. For he, his, uh, Ajit Pai, his, his FCC head is, has, (laughs) has sort of like quite controversially, he came out uh, against net neutrality and, and, and the idea. Yeah. Just the idea and and sort of tried to challenge net neutrality. I I think thus far unsuccessfully, unless something like slipped under the radar that I hadn't seen, but as far as I'm aware, he, he hadn't, hadn't made any inroads in, in terms of trying to, yeah, sort of reclassify uh the the net neutrality laws that uh obama put in place but trump would also be and i'd be curious to see if if like a freedom of speech issue came to this now six three conservative supreme court where they mm-hmm. would where the on which side they would lie like would they would they say that corporations have the freedom to to do what they want basically or do you think they would back the yeah. the, the, the corporations or would they back freedom of speech as do you think they would maybe sort of declare that there needed to be that these companies needed to be regulated in a different way more like a public utility that's
0: what's fascinating too is because in this last hearing on tuesday youtube's attorney or google's attorney was arguing that youtube was exercising their first amendment rights Mm. so that that is interesting but with the six three with the supreme court um Another one we're, w- we're watching is uh, Jason Fick, FYK. He has a lawsuit against Facebook that might go to the Supreme Court as well. Um, but yeah, with Section 230, I mean, uh, the, I don't know if the, the, the corporate thing will come into question too much, um, but with anyway, Jason Fick's argument with Facebook, the lawsuit is basically, he's basically like, look, the Ninth Circuit Court in California has misinterpreted Section 230 so it needs to be interpreted correctly by the Supreme Court, and the wording "the publisher" versus "a publisher" is the key detail in in Jason fix argument in his case. And so it's still with Section two hundred and thirty C one, I believe, um, st- instead of the main one we always talk about, which is Section two two hundred and thirty C two. So yeah, d- so basically, the Ninth Circuit Court in California is, has given these platforms, Facebook, Twitter. Additional protections, immunity from themselves, and they've, they've defined it in a way that r- removes the motive requirement. Because in Section t- 230c2, it has to be done in good faith. So there's like a motive tied to their actions. But the Ninth mm-hmm. Circuit has reinterpreted another section of the law that removes that requirement for, uh, requirement from them to act in good faith. So that's that's a summary of of a couple of things might be going on. But it, a couple weeks ago, in malware bites versus Enigma. Uh, Justice Clarence Thomas issued a pin- an opinion that kind of reflected uh, some of those same views about just the misinterpretation of Section 230 and that it needs to be interpreted by the Supreme, Supreme Court. Mm.
1: I mean, where do you think it's going to land?
0: Um, I think that uh, – Yeah, right now, like, like a lot of the congressmen are bought and paid for. When we had a a hearing, we have all these hearings, and I think a lot of Americans are sick of no action being taken. Um, So we had a a hearing a couple of months ago, and we had a Republican congressman who's like, well, we shouldn't punish companies for being successful. But, um, and then just, so we had that hearing, and then just, uh, what, two weeks ago? The the week after the YouTube purge in mid-October, the Department of Justice actually is suing Google for antitrust. Using the Sherman Act, so it's the same thing they did against AT and T and Microsoft in the '90s. So that's huge. Um, so yeah, it is a monopoly. I think I think the DOJ might some, get some stuff done as long as Trump wins and and Barr stays as his Attorney General, William Barr. That that will either the between the DOJ and the FCC, Ajit Pai, and Trump's executive orders. I think we can really put a dent and kind of limit some of their. The rampant um, tech tyranny. Hmm.
1: I mean, it is. It's uh, like the the other the other interesting like uh, argument in this in this space that's going on right now is the is with Spotify um, because because of, of of Joe Rogan actually that we mentioned earlier he was getting a lot a lot of hate for having yeah. Alex Jones uh, on his platform and. <laughs> um, and he wasn't getting a whole lot of like praise. Well, he was getting praise, but he was getting also shit for for the appearance of Kanye West on the show yeah. um, because you know that was taking away votes from Joe Biden. And and, yeah. and there was basically like I don't know I don't know how many calls there were, as, but as far as far as I've I've read, like the executives of Spotify have just said we are not going to regulate who our people have as guests. Um, that's good and yeah so like to be honest i saw that as a big a big victory um yeah. because and uh, like previously youtube of of uh, as you mentioned been been a lot more heavy-handed in terms of trying to regulate content which mm-hmm. which which could signal like spotify becoming more of a place for free expression maybe yeah. o- over youtube for for podcasts but you know it becomes like spotify is just not quite the same sort of platform and I've been I've been wondering for a while whether whether like platforms like YouTube or or Facebook or, or whatnot are going to start and see like at what point do they push the needle too far in terms of regulating things and then actually start to see themselves <laughs> losing uh, users.
0: Well, well, yeah, just last week uh, the commissioner for the border patrol, like uh, in charge of the U.S. border patrol, he tweet, tweeted about the border and just said, "Hey, we're stopping you know criminals from crossing." And uh, Twitter, like, deleted his tweet. Like, they took down his tweet. And so they're saying, hey, this is a national security risk. Like, Twitter is endangering national security. Um, But going back to, and there's a little bit of echo right now, I don't know why. But uh, going back to the election a little bit. So we were talking about what happened in Wisconsin and Michigan. And they suddenly gained 100,000 votes. Um, And I tweeted this, like, 20 minutes ago, Josh. And I got, like, a huge response. I got, like, 600 likes, which is... A lot for me um <laughs> recently but anyway so someone tweeted back and says here see for yourself so they're showing a map with, and, with the votes or a tabulation of the votes so it's showing that <laughs> that uh joe biden so all these votes came in right these new votes um so like another 100, 140,000 votes were counted and none of the votes none of those one hundred forty thousand, went to trump they all went to biden so that's kind of suspect, and then someone kind of commented below: this map has been proven false. But that's kind of shady. Um, let's look at the electoral map and just kind of do a brief overview. So we okay. So when I was on the live stream just now in Brazil, we were sh- looking at this map, and I have the NBC News one up. Decision twenty twenty. Um, so look, we're we're at two thirteen. Trump has two thirteen. So Georgia. I don't know why they haven't called Georgia for Trump, okay? He's up 100,000. There's 92% of the vote in. So that's 16 electoral votes. And then North Carolina, most likely, is going to be Trump. And then if Trump wins Pennsylvania, between those three, if you add that up, that's, I believe, 267.
1: Yeah, just I'm, I'm currently looking at, at what might happen here. So it depends on what's happening in Nebraska, too. Um, and Maine's yeah. final district, whether Trump gets that or not. Um, but I'm currently looking at the, the 270 to win thing. I've been sort of playing around with it all, all for the last 24 hours. Yeah. Looking at if, if Biden can win Michigan and Wisconsin, then that gives him the win 270 to 268 yeah yeah i know right i was just sitting looking at it being like oh this is not gonna go well um so it's like as far as now
0: nevada is really close too i think so like nevada's yeah nevada's uh six electoral votes so so let's say let's say okay here's one scenario scenario one nevada trump is, gets is- north carolina pennsylvania maine yeah so that's that brings us to 268 yeah and then if you add in if you throw in nevada that bring that pushes trump over the top. Mm.
1: Yeah, the Nevada Nevada Nevada's um Nevada's currently saying they've got a estimated 86% reporting with yeah. um an 8,000 vote lead for Joe Biden. Um and yeah. I am not sure where like whether there's like places that are heavily pro trump or pro biden that are are yet to come in because I guess that that becomes the big question like where are the votes that are still to come from are they mailing ballots or are they um on the day voting like um Mm -hmm. yeah
0: so really what it comes down to is right now okay Pennsylvania I think Pennsylvania it's gonna wait be at least until Friday or longer till they declare but I'm pretty sure even with fraud it'd be hard to overcome that seven hundred thousand vote difference. But there's still a million votes that need to be counted, so who knows? But so let's say let's say Pennsylvania is good for Trump and then but with Wisconsin, Michigan, I think that's where we can see the, maybe the legal action, maybe the Supreme Court come in. I'm not sure exactly about how the process works, but I think Wisconsin and Michigan might see some of that um, legal action or, or legal appeals. Mm.
1: Yeah, I guess ne- Michigan, Michigan's the one, I'm, and and Nevada are the two with the most left to declare that could. Could go either mm. way at this moment in time. It's um, I'm not sure why they haven't called Georgia. It looks fairly sewed up, um, as yeah, does, exactly. as does North Carolina. But I guess that I know a lot of places are trying to be a little bit um cautious in declaring a a yeah. victor. Like they took forever to declare um Florida last night, even though it yeah. seemed like it was it was done early on. Um, but yeah, it's it's a weird one. I just I I. I do not know what is, is going to happen. Like it's insane.
0: It, it's, it's stressed. I was listening to the radio and they're saying that in California, like there's like a hotline, like a, like counseling services or whatever. And uh, 85% of the calls are like election anxiety. Like people are stressed <laughs> about this election. <laughs> oh man, that's amazing. Yeah. I feel
1: like I'd probably um, be on edge if it was my country. It's a little less terrifying for me <laughs> looking yeah. from the
0: outside. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, And in Arizona, I mean, so I live in Arizona and I went to an election party last night and it was a Republican election party. And, um, we were, we were mad at, we have a state chairman, state chairwoman for the GOP, for the Republican party. And her name is Kelly Ward. And some people are angry at her because, you know, we, we actually, were going to, right now we have one Republican Senator and one Democrat Senator here, but this uh, this guy, this astronaut guy, Mark Kelly, looks like he's going to win. He's a Democrat, and he's a huge gun grabber. Like he's against gun violence, and but he wants to take away the Second Amendment. So it, we we might end up with you know two uh, blue two uh, Democrat senators in Arizona, but um in Arizona other local things just kind of interesting. Um, so Arizona voted on Prop two hundred seven and two hundred eight. And 207 was dealing with weeds. So as of yesterday, uh, or as of today, weed is now recreational marijuana is legal in Arizona, so that you can carry like a little ounce bag, or I don't know how much exactly, and that's legal. And I'm, I'm not really for that because like the biggest, they're like, oh, well, we'll bring money into the economy with like the tax or whatever. But I just don't see having weed as conducive to a, a functioning society. The, the, the medical argument for it is good, I guess. Like, oh, we, you know, the government shouldn't regulate what you put in your body. Mm. But then it goes back to like, well, should should the government legislate morality? Are you a libertarian? Mm. Um, and then, uh, also we passed Prop 208, which is basically a, a tax, an increase on tax uh, for slo- small businesses of like 8%, and that's really bad for the economy. But keep in mind, in Arizona, Maricopa County, every year, Josh, 100,000 people move into maricopa county one hundred thousand, like one of the fastest growing parts of the u.s anywhere so we get a lot of influx from california from new york so the demographic change has been a lot um but yes yeah, so we, we so arizona approved le- regulational marijuana and we voted to increase taxes um so those are a few local things that we did,
1: did. yeah those are two fairly blue um policies i guess you would say yeah i, I mean the 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 legalization of, of marijuana i think is is more about just being able to do what you want like i mean it's it's to a lot of people no more harmful than than alcohol and they sort of just think well yeah you know if it's a plant and the most dangerous thing that can happen is that you're caught with it Like you should probably just let people do what they want. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I'm just looking actually. Interestingly, here I'm looking at the Senate race in Michigan to try and get an idea of of like how the other races in that um, in that state are going. So um, John James, who's running for um, one of the Senate seats in Michigan, is currently leading by. Yeah, actually,
0: I actually know someone. Last night I was talking to someone who knows John James, and so she was really excited. Um, about that because i think he's gonna win yeah um look like he's gonna win yeah
1: but that i mean he's like that that would indicate that perhaps there's some you know maybe they're they're gonna go try, or maybe it'll it'll turn red in the end i don't know it's 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 such a
0: yeah <sighs> hey, the good news though josh uh, so in south carolina lindsey graham is a long-time senator and he won and guess how much money his opponent spent on this Senate race, it, an obscene amount. The opponent spent 104 million dollars. I kid you not for a U.S. Senate race. <sighs> that is astronomical. Million. That is a really bad ROI. <laughs> yeah.
1: I mean, you, you, yeah, you, you didn't get what you didn't even get the seat.
0: <laughs> I yeah. mean, I think I read last night
1: um, that, that that Joe Biden's campaign had spent uh, like 106 million dollars, or not 106, 104 million dollars on campaign or on ad buys in Florida. Um so that was clear- that that clearly worked um yeah i mean like what do you what do you honestly think this means because a few years ago, because I think you can draw conclusions um already regardless of who actually ends up winning this like it's quite clear that mm-hmm. that there has not been like the wholesale rejection of of donald trump that that a lot of people perhaps yeah. expected um including myself at one point, and i guess last last time this happened. I was just looking at it and being like, well, you know, people just hate Hillary Clinton, like or, you know, people just they were so sick of 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 the Democratic Party's just establishment candidate that they just said, "No, this one time we're just going to say screw it. We're going to throw a spanner in the works and and, you know, fuck you all basically." But but yeah. this kind of seems like it's it's suggesting that it's something more than that. I I mean, it feels more like it's a wholesale rejection of, of the idea that, that you could, like the media, like the media. And I I really, I hate that. Sometimes I hate this narrative where people are like, Oh, you know, Mm -hmm. you just, we are just trying to get back at the media and we're, we're just, you know, we're just, you know, we don't like the, the mainstream media telling us what to do. And, and at the same time, I'm a little bit like they were, they were so in favor of, of, of Joe Biden and they, they couldn't even like get him, get him a a, like not like i wouldn't call it a they couldn't get him any sort of like clear victory in against what what in if you if you just watched i don't know cnn or msnbc for a few days like you you'd get the the well maybe maybe he is but like the, the the donald trump is the worst most corrupt least competent most offensive to everybody on the planet president that has ever great or a politician that has ever decided to grace public office and yet yeah here here it is 66 million people thus far have been have voted for him and all the all the votes haven't been counted like that's that's yeah. a that's it, 13 million more people than last last time actually and i hadn't even clocked how much higher that was yeah yeah that's
0: it a- and, and you know I think it's really interesting so with um yeah, I mean, Trump has been characterized as this racist, and what's funny is his biggest demographic change uh, this election has been amongst the minorities. He's actually lost more white voters this election, so he's not doing very well. If he's you know if he is a white supremacist, he's he's not getting the white vote. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, I think yeah, like you say, last time it was kind of like hey, any anyone but Hillary, and it was kind of a gamble. Hey, well let's let's give this guy a shot, and. um You know, I think people have seen with the trade deals and and his actions that he's going to fall through. So I think for the next four years, I mean, he can really, if if he wins, which I hope he wins, he can really take the gloves off and really get a lot of good things done. Um, And then we have the Supreme Court. But regardless, even if he loses, we still have the Supreme Court, and that's a legacy that he'll leave. But um, yeah, I mean, this this is really a movement. And I think I heard someone on the radio say, even if Trump loses, like, the people who supported him, like he, he woken this, like, sleeping giant, you know, these people, the silent majority who are just fed up with everything that's going on. Um, so, I mean, those people are not going away. Trump might go away or might lose, whatever. Um, I hope, but, uh, these people are not going away. And so, I, I think that's the birth of a new movement, a new generation. Um, People are sick of this, you know. DC controlling the entire country—it's kind of like the Hunger Games, that that movie with, uh, you know, the <laughs> Hunger Games, where Pan Am or whatever, yeah, yeah. where this capital controls everybody and everybody else is, you know, starving. Um, so, so yeah, I, I'm optimistic right now because I think with Florida and Pennsylvania, chan- Trump's chances go up. But yeah, with Michigan and going back to the. Uh, let's look at the Senate again. Yeah, going back to Michigan. I think Michigan and Wisconsin might have might see legal challenges. Um let's see. For the Senate, hang on. Um Wyoming, Colorado. Um, yeah, I think w- the I think the Senate's looking pretty good. Uh, we'll see what happens with that. But what else was I gonna say? Um
1: Senate's tied forty seven,
0: forty seven. Oh yeah, okay. So last night Yeah, it's tied four seven, four seven. Um, last night at two thirty a.m., Trump gave a speech, like a ten minute speech, and so CNN was like declaring it as like, "Oh, Trump declared victory erroneously." Like, no, he didn't declare total victory. He did not. If you listen to his ten minute speech, he always said was, "Hey, I really think that we won in Georgia and North Carolina." I don't know why they haven't called it. That's what he said, and then then he was like, we are going to challenge some things in the court. And so CNN was like, well, oh, Trump erroneously declares victory and we don't know why he wants to challenge things in the Supreme Court. Well, because you have the highest voter turnout ever and you have more mail-in ballots than ever before, which increases the you know, potential for voter fraud. So like, I mean, if our him, even if, even if you didn't support Trump, if you've got a Supreme Court there with your, your majority, your conservative majority, why wouldn't you? dispute results if you, you know you have the supreme court back you mm.
1: right yeah i'd be dumb not yeah i mean yeah that's that's gonna get into i'm not sure exactly what the legal challenges will be in michigan and wisconsin but i guess we'll see it's a, it's to do with spoiled spoiled ballots
0: i think isn't it um yeah yeah and it, like in 2000 it was the chads the the, the hanging parts of the the ballots mm. and i think yeah i'm not sure on the legal details and how that works um but um, and then oh, in Pennsylvania yesterday, there was workers. People show up to vote, and the workers was like, "Oh, the machines don't work." But you can give me your ballot, and I'll turn it in. Sure. So the people are like, "No, no, we're not going to just give you our ballot." So they waited, and magically, the machines started working again. <laughs>
1: <laughs> so. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, there's. I think everyone's so paranoid about about something, about someone trying to pull something. That the that there's going to be questions raised about about absolutely every tiny thing that just seems like a tiny discrepancy or or a tiny like error or some word that someone said wrong or until until there's like a real clear picture has emerged of of like what the reality is like I think everyone's just gonna gonna jump on every tiny thing as ha see they're they're trying to they're trying to call it for Trump or ah see look they're 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 rigging it for Biden like I think I think that's the that's gonna be the general theme until we have a. a
0: well i i had direct experience with that yesterday josh and, and uh we yesterday i was working at a uh campaigning outside of a poll location in phoenix that was uh just giving me about flyers for for someone running for mayor of phoenix and in arizona and in other states you have to or at least in arizona you have to be 75 feet beyond the polling location so they measure out from the door It happened to be at a, at a school so you measure out 75 feet so i got there at like nine thirty a.m 9.30 a.m. I set up my little camping chair. I was giving flowers out. And then about a half hour later, the pool worker comes out and he moves the sign. Um, so there's a little sign there. It said 75 feet. And I assumed it was in the right place, but he came out and he was measuring it by putting one foot in front of the other. So he measured out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And so so he did that. And then, so I moved my chair. Okay. And I was in a less advantageous position to, to talk to people there. Uh, farther out and then then 20 minutes later another poll worker comes out and uh, and uh i asked her i'm like hey why did you move it back farther away and then i'm like can i take your picture and then i, t- I took her picture and then she's like that's against the law you cannot take my picture i'm gonna call the police and uh, i'm gonna take your phone away and i'm like really so i can't anyways i don't know if there's a law about that supposedly there is uh, but like if you know, poll workers are committing fraud and you can't take a picture of them. Uh, it was kind of sketch. And so, and then there were some poll observers there as well. So when I first arrived, there was like three poll observers from like Oregon. And I think they were like more left leaning, like Democrat. And right off the bat, the supervisor was like, are you Republican? I'm like, you're a poll Why is that? Why do you care? And uh, she's like, "Oh, are you a mole? I'm like, no, I'm not a mole. But it's funny because I she didn't know that I used to work for Project Veritas. <laughs> if she did, she freaked out. But but yeah, there's so I witnessed firsthand. I mean, some of the irregularities, and I documented and I submitted a report to my Arizona Attorney General. Um, so yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of fraud going on. Um, but on the, you know on the good side, I mean at least there's there's a really huge voter turnout, so it's good to see people you know participating in, in the civic process um but yeah we we just we gotta wait and see i guess a lot of it's just waiting until, until friday yeah. um yeah i mean
1: i guess I, i'd be i'd be i'd be reluctant to, to say that there was a lot of voter fraud going on until i'd see some some evidence of it like there's not much yeah. like it's yeah all idle speculation until you know there's some some evidence or someone saying yeah this is obvious what we're doing um like uh, one of the things actually last night I noticed while I was on Twitter was a the the really funny meltdown that was going on when when people who had been like there is no way Donald Trump can can win this at about what would have been like six or seven o'clock UK time that by about two or three a.m. it was just like despair had descended upon twitter they were like this is 2016 all over again and i was like i don't i don't know how you didn't believe that that was like possible like i didn't think it was the most likely outcome but i didn't think it was impossible at all like i got i got taught that in 2016 um and i'd been listening to everyone was also just talking about the cnn coverage and i was like is that seriously what you're watching like there's so many great like indie news outlets and like people doing things online that they're just giving way better analysis and than than oh, yeah. CNN. Like I was flitting between a couple I was flitting between um watching the the Young Turks, actually, because uh, what's his name? John Iodarola gives fantastic um like precinct by precinct breakdowns when when you really want to get like technical about it. So I was like dropping in to listen to what he had to say. Um I was listening to a little bit of the Daily Wire. Um, I was watching Joe Rogan's live stream with um Kyle Kolinsky from Secular Talk, and so, so like yeah. there was there's stuff from all over the political spectrum providing really great analysis, and um everyone's just watching fucking CNN.
0: <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, I mean there I watched the streaming, Steven Crowder's uh, live stream yesterday. He had like five hundred thousand people viewing it, and then Facebook doing you know i was watching and he had facebook shut down his live stream really so it dropped from like 500,000 like 350,000 yeah and like and he had a great live stream and if you got 500,000 live viewers that just totally eclipses like anything cnn could could put out um so yeah these it's good to get some analysis um it's funny because uh i'm trying to do some live streams with people on twitter and like this this morning with Brazil, like that, that just popped up randomly, it wasn't planned. But this other guy I'm trying to just kind of a sunny funny side note. So this guy I'm trying to do a live stream with, he's like he wants to do a Twitter live stream and then he he wants to plan it. So I gave him my link to schedule an interview and like he's like, Oh, I don't use links. I I hate that like the calendar year. and then and then this morning I'm like, hey, let me know if you you know, email me or or here's my link. My schedule's booking up fast he's like, "Are you trying to tell me there's only 10 left, so act fast?" I'm like, "Like, I've never met this guy. I think he's a nice guy. I think hopefully we can talk, but it's it's tough when you're just DMing. It's like I I prefer like having this conversation with mm-hmm. you over just some Twitter DM." Um <laughs> but yeah, these these influencers, it's it's a big time to uh to really, you know, discuss the the analysis of the pol- of the election and uh, I think Tim Poole as well. Tim Pool has some great analysis. I was on his show actually about a week, about two weeks ago and he invited me to his election night stream, but I wasn't able to make it out to, to Washington DC. But um, yeah, I mean, it's right now it's, um, it's a busy time. I'm probably going to go take a nap after this, this uh, interview actually. And uh, cause I, I got like three or four hours of sleep. I went to bed at like midnight or 1am and woke up at like 430 for some reason <laughs> probably that election anxiety. Yeah, I mean <laughs> I sat
1: up till about about 6 or 6:15 6. a.m. uh UK time yeah. and then then decide to call it a day. But there's um I'm just seeing there's some breaking news. U- USPS data appears to show a failure to deliver mail ballots from photos across the country on election day. Uh what what website are you um, on? I'm just on Twitter. It's <laughs> um there's just oh, a live okay. update. USPS says there were some 300,000 ballots that lacked a delivery scan. So there's like 300,000 ballots that they still are going to try to bring in. Okay. Right. <laughs> Things is going to get interesting. That's um,
0: a lot of votes. Um, let me hang on. Um, USPS regards court order. Uh, yeah, that's crazy. I mean, fails to meet court. Yeah, USPS fails to meet court deadline to sweep for mail-in ballots, prompting questions about how many votes will not be counted. Uh, Washington Post... The US Postal Service turned down a federal judge's order late Tuesday afternoon to sweep mail processing facilities serving 15 states, saying instead it would stick to its own inspection schedule. The court order came after the agency disclosed that more than 300,000 ballots nationwide could not be traced. Uh, So basically... Um, a judge was like, hey, there's all these missing ballots. Where are they? Can you guys check all your facilities nationwide? And then Postal Service is like, no, we're good. (laughs) Um, (laughs) We're going to do it our own way. Okay. And then um,
1: I mean, Trump is right now putting out an email, President Trump helps you. We're emailing to ask you to step up one last time and defend your president. It's no secret that the Democrats will try to steal this election. They can't stand the thought of America rejecting their candidate, so they'll do whatever. Yeah, there's uh, there's some 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 questions building online about about, about um voter accounting. Uh, but some a lot of people are noting that this is literally only happening on Twitter that not even Fox News have engaged in this yet. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's gonna get interesting. But um you sound tired, man. Let's let's wrap this up. That was that was a, a good solid um little chat and uh yeah, let's let's call it a day and, and you can go get some sleep and maybe we'll all know if a, a little more um in a few more hours.
0: Yeah. I well I mean Nevada th- Nevada's not they're not, not, not gonna know Nevada until Thursday. So I really it's just a waiting game at this point. I mean yeah, we won't know much until friday i don't think i'm going to agonize try not to try not to agonize too much over the details but i appreciate the interview is a is a pleasure chatting with you and i hope everything is going well um where you're at yeah so. man.
1: thanks uh, same to you it was a was a pleasure okay so right Mike. thanks so much for listening if you haven't already and you enjoyed this episode please subscribe to this podcast and to our mailing list and don't forget my book brexit the establishment civil war is now available for pre-order on amazon You'll find the link in the description below. Until next time, thanks for listening.